Welcome to the Dad the Man podcast. If you want more influence with your kids, connection with your wife, and purpose in your life, then you are in the right place. We share conversations with the world's greatest, as well as lessons from the Bible and my own personal experiences. I'm Brendan Wall, and I'm your host. I am married with four kids. I am not the guy with all the answers, but I am in search of them. I want to personally thank you for being here. It's an honor to have you. What's up, fellas? Welcome back to the show. I want to first thank you so much for being here. Thank you for supporting what we are up to. And I want to thank you for showing up with the intention of being a better man, better husband, and better father today. What we have today is a solo episode, just me. And what I want to share with you is a lesson that I am working on uh, teaching myself and also teaching my kids in real time. And this lesson, I'm the more I think about it, the more I think Gosh, this is just so, it's so paramount. It's a lesson that I think could be one of the most important things that we could possibly teach our kids. Um, one of the best things that we could possibly do ourselves. So what I want to share with you is what the lesson is, how I'm focusing on teaching it to my kids, and then just a couple key takeaways, a couple key things that will help you to, to do that. Now, I'm not coming to you as the guy with all the answers. I'm not talking to you, you know, in, in any way other than the guy who was in the trenches learning this stuff in real time today. This today is very much a clear example of that. I don't have this all figured out, but I want to share with you what I'm focusing on, what's working for me right now. So that's what this is. So before we jump into that, I do have an ask. If you're enjoying the show, if you want to support what we are up to here at the show and you want to help us reach more people, the best way to do that is to leave us a rating and review and subscribe to the show on whatever platform you're on. You could do all three in a, a minute or less, and it makes such a big difference. These things, this is the oxygen that podcasts live on. So if you want to help us, that's the best way to do it. I cannot thank you enough for the support. All right, so here's what we want to talk about today, and the story starts with me scrolling on social media the other day. On this new platform, I know everyone's heard about it, Threads. Awesome. Another, oh man, another social media platform for all of us to keep up on, right? But I have to say, I actually really do like it more than more than others. It's the Facebook, Instagram equivalent or co competitor to Twitter. So it's a lot less visual, less words, less graphics, less videos less sales pitches, and it's much more written word. It's dialogue, it's back and forth. And I prefer that a lot. Um, I think it, I, I really have enjoyed my experience on the app so far, but that's neither here nor there. So I'm scrolling the other day and I come across a post from a guy named Alex Hormozy. Now I've talked about Hormozy on the show before. I've shared some things I've learned from him here on the show before. The interesting thing is he's not a parent. He is married. He, um, he is married to his uh, beautiful bride, Layla Hormozy, but they don't have kids. But the lessons that he teaches, I think they really help as, as a dad. And the reason that is is because he's so brilliant. He thinks at a principal level. He doesn't think about circumstances. He thinks at the principal level. So he teaches that, like what's fundamentally true in life. And whatever those things are, those things often are easily applied to whatever scenario, circumstance that we face. They're, they're universal truths. And that's why he's so good at what he does. It's why he's found so much great success, I think, in his career. Um, I mean, he's in his 30s. He could easily go down as the best entrepreneur, uh, business person of our generation. Dude is just brilliant. But he shared this post the other day. And I, I've, I've come to, 
I'm coming to believe that this could be the most important lesson that we could teach our kids. It's one of the things that I don't see a downside. I see it as all upside. And it's just one of those lessons that is so fundamentally true, fundamentally valuable to, to us as individuals, to our kids, for our communities. And it's this idea of leaving it better than we found it. Leaving it better than we found it. And we've all heard this thought, right? We've all heard this idea. We've all been taught this. But why is it so important? I mean, the person who leaves things better than they found it, they don't just think about cleaning up the mess after dinner. You know what I mean? They don't think about picking up that extra piece of trash in the park. It's a lot bigger than a candy wrapper you find on the ground. It's, the, it's that principle. It's that thought process. It's that character trait. It's that muscle that you work. That's the, that's the person that leaves their relationships better than they found it. Their marriage gets better. Their relationship with their kids gets better. Their community gets, it has, is more impacted in a more positive way by that person. It's the, that's the person who leaves a positive dent on this planet. It's the person who is always seeking to leave it better than they found it. So I think this lesson, the, I, I, can't, I can't poke a hole in why this isn't the, one of the most important things we could possibly teach our kids. Now, what's the best way to teach them? Well, it's to model it, right? So that puts the burden or the bar, the responsibility on, on our back to teach them. Um, and that's what I want to get into today. But first, I want to share this, this post from Hormozy because he gave a punchline at the end that really drove this home for me. And he wrote about this, you know, leave it better than you found it. He said it applies to people, to places, and things. And if we all followed it, we'd all continuously make everyone and everything better. And then, so this is the punchline. This is what really drove it into my brain about why this is so important for us as men, as leaders of our families to lead from the front, to lead with this lesson, to teach this lesson to our kids. He said, it's hard to think of a better tombstone than he left us better. Wouldn't you want your kids to say that about you when it's all said and done, that dad left us better? He left, life is better because dad was here. Isn't that something that you'd want your kids to say about you? I mean, I can't, oh man, I, I just think this is so fundamentally important for us. And, and I can't get this idea out of my head. Now, hand raised, like I said, I'm the guy in the trenches here. I have a long way to go in teaching this to my kids. And I have a long way to go in de developing and really flexing this muscle myself, to be quite honest. But again, now we are, and here's what I would like to share with you. So what, where I want to start this is just a couple instances, a couple scenarios that I think will apply to a lot of us with kids, especially younger kids, where we can, we can work in this messaging to teach our kids this lesson. So for me, this summer, this has been really applicable for us, and I'm sure it is to you guys in some degree, but my son's been playing travel baseball. So we went from, the, we did the whole rec season, then he made the all-star teams. We've been traveling around and playing on all these different tournaments every weekend. And when you get a bunch of six-year-olds together in a dugout and you give them the gum and the, the snacks and the drinks and the Gatorade bottles, waters, every, there, you would think, you would think if there's a trash can in the corner of the dugout that that's where the trash would land. That is not where the trash lands. The trash lands on the floor every time and it infuriates me to my core. So I think about this with the kids. I don't care if you drank the Gatorade. I don't care if your teammate left that gum wrapper. I don't care if someone you know, who was playing in, in the, sitting in this dugout the, the game before us left it in here. If you see it on the floor, you put it in the trash. Why? Because we want to leave it better than we found it. 
it's it's a very simple concept. It's incredibly difficult to teach it. This takes repetitions, repetitions, repetitions. But that's that's the first scenario, right? We're all we're traveling around with our kids' sports and activities. Leave those environments better than you found. Number two is the car. So we have a minivan. We have four kids. The babies sit in the middle seat so that we can reach them from the front seat. The big boys, the six and four year olds, they sit in the back. So they're two rows back. So we're not necessarily seeing what's going on back there all the time. Not too long ago, car was parked in the driveway. I was looking for something. I reach into the back of the car where the, where the boys sit. And I was absolutely disgusted at what I saw. I mean, food and wrappers and toys and just junk. It was just a sea of junk. It was disgusting back there. Now I was disgusted, not just at the mess, but more so at myself for being the parent who allowed that to happen, right? So now, I, you know, how do I want to approach this? I'm not just going to go yell and scream at my kids that they're, they're messy and they're gross, even though, quite frankly, it's not that far from the truth. But I'd rather tie it to this principle of leave it better than you found it. So now, what's the messaging? What am I teaching my kids? Okay, when we leave, when we get out of the car, I don't care if, if you brought this into the car. I don't care if your brother or sibling left, brought this in the car. I don't care if your friend brought it in the car. If you see it and it needs to go inside, you pick it up and you bring it inside. We're not leaving trash in the car. We're not going to leave all the toys and the mess in the car. We're going to leave the backseat of this car better than we found it. Again, it's going to take repetitions. I've already put this out there to the kids and I can tell you, it's, it's not the, the easiest thing to convince them to do, but I have some thoughts on how we can make it easier for them to implement. And that's what I'll share at the end. The next one, the dinner table, the breakfast table, whatever meal you guys usually share together, what a great opportunity to, you know, there's, there's cups, there's bowls, there's, there's drinks, there's silverware, there's food that gets spilled on the table. There's, you know how it is eating a meal with kids at a table. It's, there's usually going to be a little bit of a mess to clean up. If at least there is in my house, maybe your kids are perfectly well-mannered, but in our house, there's usually a little bit of a mess to clean up. What a great opportunity. Guys, we're going to leave this table better than we found it. We're going to pick up the mess. It's, it doesn't matter if you made the mess. It doesn't ma matter if someone else made the mess. If you see the mess, we're going to pick it up. That's just who we are as a family. That's who we are as people. That's, that's just a part of being a part of our team. So just a couple quick scenarios there. And then another, another one, and this is where it starts to get a little bit deeper, but you know, you think about your body, God gave you this body. Did you trash it or did you take care of it? Did you build it up? Did you honor it? You know, you can use this even to explain the concept of healthy food to younger kids. You know, I say things like, Hey guys, you know, certain foods help us to feel better and to feel stronger. We want to make sure that our, we're helping our bodies have what it needs to get bigger and stronger. And again, the best way to teach that is to model it. Are we doing that ourselves? And then another one, just relationships. You think about a, a, our kids, you know, maybe it's something, maybe they do something nice for a neighbor. How can we make our relationships with our friends, with our neighbors, with our community, with our family? How can we make it better? Maybe it's just doing something kind for somebody, or maybe it's, you know, like I said, baking cookies and bringing it down to a neighbor's house, but thinking about how we as parents can involve our children in these things that hopefully we're, we're focusing on ourselves and serving other people, how can we bring them along for the ride in that? Um, now here's, here's the thing. When I think about teaching this to my kids and teaching anything to my kids, I think you have to have two components. There's this framework that I generally follow that I think it really applies beautifully to, to this, but 
one, you have to know what you want to teach them. Like you want, you, you have to know what the desired outcome lesson is, right? So in this case, leave it better than you found it, right? So then you have the things that you do to teach them that, right? So maybe it's cleaning out the backseat of the car. Maybe it's throwing away trash in the dugout. Maybe it's, you know, cleaning up after, after dinner as a family, whatever that is, you have to do those things too. And then there's a critical comp component. Um, you can't just say the lesson and then do the things at separate times. In my opinion, what I've had success with in, in bringing it together is it, it's teaching the lesson, talking about we leave things better than we found it. But then when you do the things that are actually leaving it better than you found it, like when you do those things, you have to talk about it then as well. You have to connect the dots, especially for younger children. We can't leave it up to question. We can't leave it up to mystery. We have to connect that dot for them. Like, hey guys, you know, dinner's over. We're going to leave this better than we found it. Let's, let's all get together and pitch in. Or, hey, we're hopping out of the car. Mommy and daddy are taking in a few pieces of trash from up here in the front seat. You guys grab your stuff from the back. We're going to leave it better than we found it. You know, hey, game's over. Everybody, you know, get the trash, get it in the trash can, make sure there's nothing on the ground. We're going to leave it better than we found it. I think tying the dots together between the lesson that we want to teach and then the action that actually leads to or supports the lesson that we're teaching, that is like, it's the, it's the missing link that when I feel like my kids just aren't getting it most of the time, I'm falling short in that communication. And I think the younger our kids are, honestly, the bigger that gap is going to be. As we get older, obviously, it's easier to connect dots. It's it's easier to think critically and problem solve. And you can kind of connect the dots as you get older, right? So with young kids, especially like my kids, six and four, I I'm always thinking about ways I can connect those dots for them. And that framework, by the way, you can apply that to anything. That's not just for this uh, particular instance, this lesson. You could apply that to anything. So what I want to share now are just a couple things, a couple thoughts that I think will help tactically when it comes to teaching this lesson of leave it better than you found it. And the first one is don't rush, slow down. Like we all know how it is with kids. There's always something else to do. There's some always somewhere else to go. There's always something else going on. There's always the next thing on the list. You know, we're always rushing out of the dugout so we, that we can get to the next game or, you know, rushing away from the dinner table so that we can get to the bathtub or whatever it is, right? We're, it's, it's easy to get swept up in the, the, just the current of life. It's so easy for that to happen. But if we do that, if we are in a rush, if we can't slow down, then we are fundamentally prohibiting our kids from having the time and, and space that they need to do the things that we're trying to teach them to do. If they don't have time to clean up the dugout after the game, then they're never going to learn that lesson. If they don't have time to clean up the dinner table after dinner, then they're never going to learn that lesson. It just is what it is. And again, I'm not saying that as the guy who's got this nailed down. I'm saying it as the guy who's done it wrong for so long. And now I'm starting to see how obvious it is and like the errors that I've made. And I just want to pass that along. So don't rush, slow down. Two, keep trash bags in your car. For me, I mean, that's like a no-brainer. And I'm embarrassed to say that it's taken six years of my oldest son's life to put that together. Like, hey, maybe if I made it easier for them to throw their trash away, they'd actually do it. Right. And, you know, I don't think we want to make the, everything easier for our kids all the time. But in this instance, trying to teach a specific lesson, provide the opportunity, provide the resources they need to do the things we're asking them to do. I think that's perfectly reasonable to keep a trash bag in the car. It's pretty, it's pretty simple. And then the third one is 
doing it with your kids, whatever it is. I, I fundamentally believe in not being the parent who is, you know, who, who won't do the things he's asking of his kids. And I believe that as a parent, I believe that as a leader, at, like at work and in my community, nobody likes the person who asks other people to do things that they're not going to do, right? So I think just being in the mix and talking about it. So like I was saying before, hey, mommy and daddy are going to grab a couple things. We're going to leave the front seat better than we found it. Can you guys do the same thing in the back? We'll see you inside. Take that, apply that to whatever scenario you're going through. But I think being in the mix, letting your kids see that, hey, mom and dad aren't barking orders at us. They're just bringing us along in the way our family, op the way that they operate, the way that our family operates. That's just how we do things. And then the most important thing to this, and I've said it before, I've said it already today. This is not going to happen immediately. This is going to take time like everything else that we want to teach our kids. I think so often, and I catch myself in this all the time, we tr we have this idea, like, hey, I want to teach this to my kids. We try to teach it to them. They don't get it right away. And then we just, we almost like label them as not being good at the thing we want to teach them. Oh, my kids won't do that. Well, maybe as parents, we haven't been consistent enough in trying to teach them the lesson that needs to be taught or the behavior that needs to be practiced, whatever it is. I think we have to do a better job as a whole as parents and taking ownership of educating our kids in the things that are the most important, telling them why it's important, showing them what it looks like to do the things that we say are important and doing, in them, doing these things ourselves. I think the worst thing that we can do is limit our kids by not being consistent, not giving them the opportunity to learn and grow in the time and the space that they need. I think that's really our job as parents. So I just want to put that out there to encourage you. You're going to go, if you take this, you ask your kids to clean up the backseat of the car. They're probably not going to do it the first time. They're probably not going to do it the second time. They might think about it the third time, but if you as a parent can stay consistent with it and they rec they're going to, it's going to start to click in their brain. Oh, this is a thing. This is a thing. This is a thing. After they hear it over and over and over, and you're not imposing it upon them. You're just, again, you're bringing them into the way of life. You're bringing them along on the things that you and your wife are already doing and modeling for them. But it takes time. So be patient with yourself. Be patient with your kids. And remember, it's not a short-term game. This is a long-term game. You're trying to raise, you're trying to raise amazing people who are going to be amazing adults and human beings that, you know, if you, if you want them to, to learn this lesson, um, of, of leaving it better than you found it, then you, you, you're trying to raise the son who's going to be great to his wife and leave his marriage better. You're trying to, you know, raise the daughter who's going to be doing the same. You're trying to raise individuals that are going to contribute to their, to their neighborhoods, to their communities, to their school boards, to, to the country, to their businesses, to their jobs, whatever it is, that's the end goal. It's easy to get stuck in the here and now and say, I tried it with my kids. It didn't work. Why don't you guys get this? And trust me, I get that. I've, I've probably said that exact line to my kids a hundred times. But that exact instance, that instance today is not the point. It's who they are able to grow and to be if you are patient enough to teach it to them to where it lands. Because it's not about what we teach them. It's about what really lands. So I'm starting to ramble, so I'm going to cut it off. But I hope this serves you guys very well. I really hope that it does. It's something that I'm thinking a lot about now 
again, I hope it serves you well. I love you guys. I'm so thankful to have you here listening to the show, supporting us. If you haven't subscribed already, please hit that button, subscribe, leave us a rating and review. I look forward to talking to you guys again next week. But until next time, remember to love and lead from the front. See ya.